My name is Chris. Uh, I'd like to first of all thank um, Peter for asking me to be with you a few Sundays uh, during Lent. Uh, my wife is a uh, priest across the way. As you can see, I'm also a priest. <laughs> uh, she's, a, she's across the river in Hyde Park. I'm a PhD student at Hebrew Union College. Um, just to let you know, I'm, I guess we have an introduction in the, in the email that came out, so I don't want to spend too much time on that. But what I'd like to uh, preach to you about today, um, I feel moved to talk to you about you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You're also salt, so who's ready to get some, uh, a little salty? Anybody? Lent's coming. Lent's going to be here soon, so you better work on being salty. <laughs> you are the light of the world. You know, we have these songs, and we have these wonderful songs in our tradition um, that we receive uh, about light. One of them is, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Now there's also another song that I really, really love. I forgot it at the AAM service, I'm going to try not to forget it. But it goes like this. It's from the old Negro spiritual. It goes, Let your little light shine, shine, shine. Let your little light shine, oh my Lord. There must be someone down in the valley trying to get home. Light. You are called to be the light of the world. Now, we sometimes will sing these songs and Especially this little light of mine, we think, that's a children's song. What does that have to do with me? I've heard that song a million times. What does that even mean? Like, okay, it's fun. I'm going to sing it in Sundays. But um, I was listening to Dr. Cornell West a few years ago. Um, he was doing a thing called the Trinity Institute. Uh, not Trinity here, but <laughs> Trinity Wall Street. And they do this thing about the common good. And he was the keynote speaker. And, I mean, if you want to just have your mind blown by somebody in an hour and 15 minutes about what gospel living is, listen to Cornell West. He's incredible. But what he said, one of the things that stuck with me, and I'm still trying to think about it, I'm still wondering, I'm still thinking about it in my, my mind, is he said, you know that song, This Little Light of Mine? He said, that, that song, it's a children's song. This Little Light of Mine. That's not just a song, that's a way of life. This little light of mine, that's not just a song, that's a way of life. Now, in our readings for today, I want to talk to you about that way of life. We have this idea in Paul's letter to the Corinthians that there's human wisdom, this wisdom that we can kind of have because we're humans, we have a spirit, we look deep within ourselves, we can find that human wisdom. But we've also been given the gift of the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God means that we can also know God, that we can have a spirit of the wisdom of God, we can know God's wisdom too, not just our own. And as we're going into Lent this year, I was thinking, well, what does human wisdom and what does spirit wisdom even look like when we're going into Lent? And I was thinking about Lent disciplines. Now, we have a couple weeks before Lent starts, and... Lent disciplines, if they're not on your mind already, they will be soon. 
think about it. <laughs> Human wisdom in Lenten disciplines often is kind of inward projected. Does that make sense? So what I mean is, we're going to we think about what can I do or what can I give up for Lent that's going to make my body healthier? What can I give up during Lent is, that's going to help me learn something? What can I give up during Lent that's going to teach me how to resist temptation? Or what can I give up during Lent that's going to make me a more spiritual person? I mean, whatever I mean by spiritual, right? That's human wisdom. Now, of course, I wouldn't be preaching to you about this right now if I wasn't the worst offender. Do you want to know what I gave up for Lent last year? Do you want to know? This is a little yes. embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I gave up dairy. <laughs> I gave up dairy. Dairy? Do you know why I gave up dairy? Because somebody told me, yeah, you know, if you put dairy for a while, it'll make your stomach feel better. I was like, that's worth a try. I mean, I took other stuff on. That's like the only thing I did for Lent. But it was like built out of this idea that we have about Lent discipline that like, I'm going to make my body feel better for this Lent. It almost becomes like New Year's Resolution 2.0. Like, I failed. I failed in the first week. I'm going to give it another try. Is that the fact that God chooses? Is that the fact is that going to bring justice into the world? Is that going to bring peace and love into the world? For my stomach to feel better because I didn't eat dairy? I mean, it's just a cow. It is just a cow. We're going to, don't worry, we're going to get there. I'll, I'll come back to this point. So, so we have this uh, this kind of self-absorbed sometimes thinking, yeah, sure, it can it can cause some good. Like me learning how to deal with temptation, that's great. I think that's an important part of spiritual development for people. I think that is. But I think it's rooted in human wisdom. And I think we want to be rooted in spiritual wisdom, the spirit of God. So how do we do that? Um, if you'll allow me to digress for one minute. We have our readings during church. We read from the, we read from the Bible at the end. The person who's reading says, The word of the Lord. And we all say, The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, we also have this thing in our tradition where we can say, Um... Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. And sometimes we'll do that, especially in the daily office and morning prayer, evening prayer. We'll say, instead of saying the word of the Lord next to you, God will say, hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. And that's really handy sometimes if you have a passage where it's like, and then Elijah called down, called down fire on his altar, and it caught on fire, and then he murdered the 400 prophets of Baal. Thanks be to God. Or Samson was standing at the entrance of the temple and he pulled the columns down and the entire temple fell on all the 
Thanks be to God. <laughs> or if you want a gospel example, I'll bring it to the New Testament. How about this? Um, if you've got any of these little ones who believe in God to stumble, it would be better for you to have a millstone cow tied around your neck and then drown in the sea. Thanks be to God. <laughs> it's convenient sometimes to say, hear what the Spirit is saying to God's because then you can say, I don't know why the reading ended there, but there must be some purpose the Spirit knows. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. But I think it goes deeper than that. Because I think that the Spirit of God talks to us all the time. But the Spirit of God lives inside of us. And that we can have some wisdom from that. We get the wisdom from the Bible. We get the wisdom from things that we learn in science. We get all kinds of wisdom, and the Spirit of God is helping us put it all together so that we can become better people and so that we can live in a more just and peaceful world. And our legend disciplines fit into that. What is the Spirit saying to us today? So I want to challenge you, and you're going to say, okay, when you hear it, you're going to say, that sounds pretty easy to you, but it's really, I'm going to give you I want us to change the way we think about Lenten disciplines. And this part, my wife is preaching today too. I stole it from her. <laughs> well, look, if you're married, it's not plagiarism, right? <laughs> what if you let somebody else choose your Lenten discipline for you this year? What if you let somebody else choose your Lenten discipline for you this year? So that it would help somebody else. Now, here are the stipulations. I mean, it sounds easy, right? They could just say, hey, uh, I just want to really mess with you chocolate off the Right? That would be, that'd be too easy. I'm not talking about something like that. You need to, A, you need to find somebody in your life that you deeply deeply trust, and that deeply, deeply knows you. That's important. You need to find somebody you deeply trust and somebody that deeply knows you. The next thing is, you have to let them tell you what they want you to give up or what they need you to give up. And number three, you can't say no. <laughs> you cannot say no. This is why, this is why having somebody you deeply trust is important. They have to be able to look at your life. And they have to be able to say, I think I know what, you, what I need you to give up. For me, you're not giving up something for yourself. You're giving up something for somebody else. So it's what they need you to give up for Lent. Would that change the way that we look? Would we possibly be able to get a different perspective on what the Spirit is calling us to do if we allowed somebody else to look at us and say, I think this is what you need to give up? The Spirit can talk to us through other people. That's what I'm asking you to do today as you think about what your Lenten discipline is going to be.
See if the spirit will talk to you through somebody else. See if it makes a difference. Because we all, as creatures, are blinded by the things that we cannot see. We're deaf to the things that we cannot hear. That's just part of who we are. We're subjective. We're small. We can't know everything. But somebody else looking at us can help us see things in ourselves that we didn't see. And hear about ourselves that we couldn't hear. Let somebody like that tell you what your Lenten discipline should be. And then let your light shine. Let your light shine in the darkness. Because that's not just a song. That is a way of life.